and welcome to the first of Five Questions with Ed. I'm Ed Belarski, GRU's General Manager. In our podcasts, I'll talk to experts about utility-related subjects that may impact our community. Today, I have five questions for Todd Kamhut, GRU's Supervisor of Rates and Forecasting. Todd has worked at GRU for 34 years and is our rates guru. Fun fact about Todd, he may be GRU's only employee born in the shadow of Mount McKinley. My interview with Todd took place in early September. So Todd, what would you like the public to know about rate making? What's it about to you? When we uh, make changes to our rates, we need to consider that we're steering a very large ship, if you will, and, and uh, um, tend to make these changes uh, um, gradually. There's a lot of math and science that goes into it, but the judgment element is also very important. So there's not just one year and we say, okay, we have to cover our costs for this year. These are what the rates are going to be. There's a two, three, four-year look ahead as to where we want our reserves to be, where we want our rates uh, to fit into the overall perspective. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, that's part of what I'm saying. We're, we're always looking ahead at least five years um, when, we're, when we're thinking about changes and, and looking at how, how budget impacts relate to rates. I'm, I'm also saying that if we have a desire to realign rates in some way, um, we need to consider a phased-in approach rather than an abrupt approach. We'll be looking to have a base rate increase um, in October, uh, but there's this thing that we call the fuel adjustment. So it, I think it's confusing to the public what the electric rate really is. So could you just give us a little bit of flavor for what that is? Um, yeah, I think I can. Um, so in the electric and natural gas systems, we include a fuel adjustment charge on the bill, and that recovers our, our cost for purchasing fuel to produce power or to pipe gas to customer locations to power appliances. Fuel adjustments are a direct pass-through from us to the customer, and we earn no profit on fuel. Fuel adjustments can move up or down each month depending on how our actual fuel expenses compared to the fuel adjustment revenues. Base rates, on the other hand, um, they recover all costs associated with operating our systems, all other costs besides fuel. Um, base rates are typically broken into two or more parts, starting with a customer charge. The customer charge is a fixed monthly charge that is the same for all customers within a given billing classification, such as residential electric. And whatever costs we don't collect through the customer charge, we collect through one or more usage charges. Um, the usage charges are based more on the expenses associated with delivering the product or service to our customers. Usage charges are variable based on the amount of consumption each month. So let me, let me see if I can get it straight here. So what we're talking about in the base rates, you have a fixed charge that you charge the customer, no matter they use one kilowatt of electricity or not, and then on the, um, the usage, they're paying a certain cost, or to them, a certain price as they use it, and then there's whatever the market dictates, fuel adjustment on top of it, so there's three layers, is that correct? That's correct, in, in electric and gas, there are at least three parts to it that make up a bill, yes. So we're looking to increase GRU's rates effective October 1st. How, how does GRU compare 
over the past few years in terms of their rates, whether it be nationally or within the state of Florida. Over the last few years, our customer bills have, for the most part, been flat or even declining. Um, we've had... Um, wait, so wait a second, Todd. There's actually a declining bill. I mean, what, what kind of hocus pocus are we talking about here? So you're saying that if I'm using 1,000 kilowatt hours and in fiscal year 16, I'm paying about the same amount today? And a lot of that savings could be related to the fuel component of your bill, which our fuel costs have improved in the last few years. So if we've had a small increase to on the base rate side and a, and a reduction on the fuel side, that's what's allowed us to keep the bills you know, flat or even decreasing to, in some cases. So what, what's been that main driver on the reduction in the fuel? Well, a very big part of that was eliminating the purchase power agreement when we acquired the biomass facility. Natural gas has also been favorably priced in the last few years, um, and, and that has, in general, worked to our benefit. I would say natural gas and the cost of the uh, biomass generation are the two main drivers behind our, our reduced fuel costs. So we've been talking about electric. You know, we provide five different services um, through our billing and through our operation. Actually, I guess we provide seven uh, through our billing because not only do we have electric, uh, gas, water, wastewater, telecommunications, we also bill for garbage, trash collection, um, as well as stormwater. So we could have seven services. Do you know of any utility in the state of Florida um, that's billing that amount of services? I can't think of anyone that would have more. There might be one or two that have as many, and we consider that uh, one of our advantages. But at the same time, customers need to recognize that there are all these different services on their bill and that it's not just any one component such as electricity that's, you know, driving the overall bill amount. On those other services, uh, water, wastewater, natural gas, how does GRU line up? In the natural gas world, we generally have the lowest rates in the state of Florida. In the water and wastewater sectors, we're near the middle or, or just above um, uh, state averages. So the water, wastewater, and gas services do help us maintain an overall um, you know, nominal bill uh, for our customers. Why do we need to increase rates? Can't we just tighten our belts and can't we just, you know, not increase the rates, keep the service the same and just tighten our belts? Well, we want to keep the service at the same high level. And in order to do so, we, we, um, we do face increasing expenses um, from, from many different angles. Uh, we, don't, we don't see a lot of growth on the sales side of the equation. Um, there are increases in the expenses that we face. And, and that's essentially what the, the budgetary exercise boils down to. We're, we're comparing our projected revenues against our projected expenses. And, and if the revenues are insufficient to meet the future expenses, then we identify what we call an increased revenue requirement. And that essentially is what's, what's driving our, our, the increases on, in the base rates.
Another thing to consider there is if you're able to invest in a, a more efficient appliance and lower your energy usage, um, you'll not experience as much of an increase in your bill compared to, say, a neighbor who's running an older, less efficient air conditioner or refrigerator. Um, I can I can share a, a real simple example. I bought a package of four LED lamps to replace uh, my kitchen fixtures recently, and they were $11 for four lamps. They used 15% of the energy of the, the replacement lamps, and they're supposed to last 22 years. So this type of technology change lowers revenue for both the utility and the lamp manufacturers, um, and we support it in the spirit of resource conservation. So this concludes the first podcast of Five Questions with Ed. I want to thank Todd for taking the time to sit down and discuss how rates and forecasting work. I also hope listeners gain some valuable insight into the philosophy of rate setting and how complex, seemingly straightforward processes really are. Until next time, we'll keep your lights on, your water running, and continue providing you all the necessities of life.